Wise leaders always put the good of their own people and their own country first. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. Hey friends, hey friends, how's it going? Right now we have another jaw-dropping bombshell episode waiting for you. But before we get started, I want to thank each and every one of you who's been watching, who's been giving us love, who's been giving us support. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, The past week or so, our growth has skyrocketed. You know, we're averaging about 150 views per episode. Um, We now are at about 1.4 thousand total viewers. And the positive comments, the positive feedback that I get, it's amazing. So I want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. Um, And that's from me, from, from... my sometimes co-host, the fantastic man in the yellow hat, and the rest of the PVG team. We want to, from the bottom of our hearts, we, we we raise a glass to you, friends, and we hope that you continue to support us. Now, the last two episodes that we've released have been about this Russia and Ukraine conflict, you know. And in that conflict, there's so many twists, so many turns, so many loops, so many wild cards, so many things that, that'll make your head spin. There are countless, countless, countless deep state bombshell globalist connections that we've been revealing to you. And th- right now, this episode is going to be no different. There's so much more that we want to that we want to tell you guys, and this next episode is guaranteed to to truly be an explosive report. So, friends, without further ado, ado I want to welcome you to P- Patriots First Globalists, Episode Fifteen: The Truth About Russia and Ukraine. Part three. Friends, we have to go back to the beginning. Now, if you've listened to part one of this Truth About Russia and Ukraine series, you'll know that in 2014, the then Obama administration with Sleepy Sleepy Joe as vice president and corrupt evil Hillary Clinton as the head of the State Department successfully orchestrated a color revolution and a coup against the rightfully democratically elected president of Ukraine at that time, a man by the name of Viktor Yanukovych, and replaced him with the anti-Russia, hostile, enormously corrupt, and globalist-tied government, which now current Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, is the head of. But we never, ever, ever talked about why, 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 why this happened. Now, the reason why this happened was this. In 2013, you, 
Viktor Yanukovych, the prior mentioned rightfully elected president of, U- of Ukraine, he rejected a World Economic Forum and UN and European Union. I mean, shit, the, 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 three, the three horsemen of globalism right there. He rejected a loan because he believed, and rightfully so, that that loan would hand over control of Ukrainian natural resources and increase the cost of living for his Ukrainian people. You know, he, he, he was Ukraine first, similar to how our Trump, our fantastic Trump administration before it was taken from us in a stolen election was America first. You know, the main tenet of America first is, and we say it in our intro, President Trump speaks it right before the episode start in every single episode that a country should do what's best for its own people and its own citizens. And since Yanukovych did not go along with the, uh, the three horsemen of globalism's game, he was promptly removed. Now, Yanukovych's removal set a lot of things in motion. Two notable things came from the corrupt globalist Obama administration's forcible ouster of the rightfully elected Viktor Yanukovych government. Not only did it start the Poroshenko government, who was the predecessor to Volodymyr Zelensky, and that's when all of the quid pro quo and the and Burisma and all the Hunter Biden type type illegal activities started to begin. But it also led to the rise of two unique groups. Now, the first group is something called the Privy Sector, which is an alleged neo-Nazi, anti-Russian organization, and even more importantly, an organization by the name of the Azov Battalion, which which is also a purportedly neo-Nazi, anti-Russian, hostile organization. And in 2014, after Yanukovych's ouster, these two groups began to grow in power and rise. Now, the smoking gun here, the, the thing that ties all the globalists together, if you will, is the fact that Azov has been and quite very well could still be funded by a figure that we touched on in episode two and, and nearly fully exposed in episode one of the series. And that is globalist Jewish banking scion, Ihor Kolomoisky. Now, if you don't remember, or you haven't seen episode two, you, you should. I mean, this is part three of the series. So if you haven't seen it, I'd, I'd pause this and uh, go listen, listen to part one and two. But the thing to know about Ihor Kolomoisky is is his influence in Ukraine. 
He was banned from Russia for stealing $5 billion from his own people. And far more damningly was the figure behind current Ukrainian President Zelensky's rise to power. Kolomoisky was the owner of the TV network that when Zelensky was a comedian prior to political office, his television show was on this Kolomoisky TV network. And he was rumored to be heavily, heavily, heavily in the pocket of Kolomoisky. Kolomoisky, Zelensky was, and heavily, heavily, heavily influenced. And by viewing all this information, Kolomoisky probably put, put Zelensky into power. Now, something I just learned by doing some digging and preparing for this episode is possibly even more damning than those first two points that I have previously made. And that's the fact that Burisma, the the famous company that Hunter Biden, son of Sleepy Joe, was a member of, was owned by Igor Kolomoisky. So there it is. There's your smoking gun. This Kolomoisky figure was heavily under influence with with globalist organizations heavily behind the current cor- the, the previous and current corruption in Ukraine and as stated before very 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 connected to Volodymyr Zelensky now we get back to the Azov battalion Something important to note about this Azov Battalion was is that a year after the Obama administration coup of Viktor Yanukovych in 2015, um, the United States House of Representatives passed a bill that gave $64 billion, that's billion with a B, to foreign Euro- European countries to deter Russian aggression. Which, if you think about it, is absolutely ridiculous. You know, this is our money. You know, America first. We could be helping veterans. We could be upgrading our military. We could be building infrastructure. And plus, that money, that money may very well find itself in the wrong hands. And that, that's where about, what we're about to get to. Now... Already in 2015, people were already concerned from both sides of the aisle, more Republicans, though, about about the Azov Battalion. And two congressmen, one of them being Ted Yoho of Florida, a congressman who's not, not in the House anymore, but is most famous for calling AOC a dumb bitch, which he is, and it was hilarious, but I digress. Um... They, the two congressmen added this amendment to the bill that would ban any of this $64 billion that went to countries facing Russian aggression, assumingly the majority of, or all of it, 
would be going to Ukraine. And this bill would block any of that money to, to be going to the Azov Battalion. And in a shocking show of bipartisanship that we haven't, we, we most likely haven't seen since, that amendment passed unanimously. Or for, all 435 members of the House agreed to it. So great. Every, everyone, everyone voted yes to keep the amendment in. The Azovs don't get their money, and we're on our way. But it didn't happen that way. It didn't happen that way at all. Because, at, right as the bill was about to, be, about to be sent in, the Pentagon blocked that resolution. And the Azovs got their money. Now, I wonder why that is. Could it be because Igor Kolomoisky, the owner of Burisma, the, one of the strategists behind the, uh, the Ukrainian coup, Hunter Biden's boss, if you will, the head of this, this battalion, would be getting some of that money, possibly, could it be because the Obama administration wanted to train and recruit these Azov members for their own doings? Quite possibly. Could it be because the Obama administration wanted to put pressure on, on Russia by giving the money to the, to the Azovs in, in the Donbass region, region to threaten Russia and threaten Russia's sovereignty? Why? It could be all three of those things. Now, the Azovs have their money. It's 2015, 2015 ends. And the great President Trump comes in, a man who accomplished so much, 450 miles of new Border, border Patrol asked, asked wall, no new wars, brought jobs back from other countries, what was tough on Iran, a fabulous friend to Israel, peace in the Middle East, tough on China, new trade deals. His accomplishments are, are endless. Despite the fact that he was dealing, obviously, as many of you know, and also as we've, as we've discussed in this video, <laughs> not video, podcast, he was surrounded by, by a globalist and deep state swamp. Unfortunately, it didn't happen that way at all. What actually happened was this. Despite virtually every single congressman, whether they be Democrat, whether they be Republican, voting to keep this amendment in this bill, an amendment that, if you recall, would block the Azov Battalion from receiving training, weapons, gear, and, of course, money. Right as the bill was about to be passed, 
the Obama-led Pentagon pressured the House of Representatives Defense and Appropriations Committee, the ones who were in charge of putting the bill through. The corrupt Obama Pentagon pressured them to remove the amendment. It was removed, and the Azov Battalion received their training, their weapons, their gear, and of course their money. Now, despite the easy answer being that it was the Obama slash Clinton Pentagon, and those are the two most deep state swamp creatures that this country may have ever seen, you may be asking yourselves, why did the Pentagon want this money to go to the Azov Battalion? And it brings up quite a, quite a few reasons. Quite a few reasons come to my mind. Could it have been to finish paying off Ukrainian bankers and oligarchs, such as the aforementioned Ihor Kolomoisky, to finish pay, paying them off as a payment for orchestrating the coup of that, that previous administration that only happened one year prior to, to this, this bill taking place? Could it have been to pay someone like a, a Kolomoisky? Remember, the owner of Burisma, therefore being Hunter Biden's boss. Could it have been to train Azov members to put pressure on the Donbass region, a region of Ukraine that sits, sits in the far east of the country? that's directly next to Russia? Could it have been to put pressure to threaten Russian sovereignty, therefore creating the war that we're in right now? And unfortunately, we could be heading for a world, world war. Or could it have been to use the Azov Battalion as their own deep state globalist infantrymen to disrupt and create havoc at events across the globe. Now, it could be all those things. But we're going to be talking about that last one. And when you hear what Azov was involved in, your minds will be blown. To fast forward about a year and a half to 2016, and in 2016 was a magical year for so many of us. Because we got what should have been an eight-year term, but the Uniparty and the Deep State and the Democrats took that from us. But as it stands now, we got the greatest four-year run by any president in history. And that is all thanks to President Donald J. Trump. Now, guys, something to think about is President Trump accomplished so much. 
building 450 miles of wall, wall at our southern border and revamping our broken immigration system. Creating the Abraham Accords, which created peace in the Middle East. No new wars. Creating the Space Force. Rebuilding our military. Destroying ISIS. Being tough on China and Iran. Holding both Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin at bay. Creating the greatest economy in the history of the United States. Finally making the United States energy independent for the first time in 75 years. Bringing jobs back. Certain jobs that people thought were going to be gone forever, like factory jobs. Back to the United States in areas that needed them most. Privatizing health care and support for our veterans. The man did so, so much. More, more than I could even list in this episode. If you're, just a side note, if you guys are curious about President Trump's foreign policy accomplishments, we, we have an episode of that. So when you're done watching this, go check that out because it's one of my one of my personal favorite favorite episodes that we recorded. But keep in mind, guys, that President Trump accomplished all this despite the uniparty against him, despite the rhinos in the Senate and in Congress, d- despite crazy leftist Democrats, and of course despite the deep state and globalist cabal being after him at every turn. Now, an Obama-era policy that still remained when President Trump came into office was the allowing of thousands of Ukrainian refugees to come in from Ukraine. Now, now keep in mind, this was in 2016, way before this conflict between Russia and Ukraine. You know, and it was very surprising because at that time, Ukraine was a pretty secure country. It wasn't fucking Venezuela. It wasn't some shithole. You know, Ukraine is as corrupt as they are. They're a pretty well-developed country, which is why it was so, so surprising that so many refugees came in from there. Now, the FBI is the most corrupt organization in the United States. But during Trump's term, thankfully, some one brave senior policy official saw that all these refugees were coming in from Ukraine and they put a stop to it. Now, the reason I bring this up is because a lot of these refugees weren't just your normal 
victims of war or famine. Friends, of the 17,000 refugees, and that's how many there were, before the one patriot in the FBI stopped this last remnants of the corrupt Obama administration's plan, of the 17,000, most, if not all of them, were members of the Azov Battalion or its very, very equally corrupt and similar neo-fascist group, the Privy Sector. And we touched on that earlier. Privy is right in Ukrainian. And these refugees weren't just here on vacation. They weren't here to check out the mountains. They weren't here to, to swim in the water. They weren't here to play, to play in a sandbox with a bucket and a pail. No. They, they were here to create havoc. They were here to create discourse. They were here to to instigate. But worst of all, friends, they, they were here to hurt President Trump and the America First movement. And therefore, hurt 80 million of the patriots who love and support him along with this country. Now, the first event that was infiltrated based on an FBI affidavit from 2018 was the, the infamous Charlottesville Unite the Right rally. If you don't know what that is, basically there were there were peaceful protesting, a Confederate statue being removed. And then the, the usual band of Soros-paid leftist thugs came around. Your BLM, your Antifa, your left-wing provocateurs, as they say. And basically, shit escalated, and a woman by the name of Heather Heyer was run over by a car, and there were injuries, there may have been some more deaths, I'm not sure. But what I do know is this, is that this FBI document shows that the, prov- the uh, private sector and the A- Azov members were there. And what I also know is that due to Due to these two groups' instigation, far more violence occurred than what would have if it was just if it was just Trump supporters and patriots. Because I'll tell you guys something: as a Trump supporter myself, and and a big part of the movement, what separates for us from the left is we are not violent people. We respect the police, we follow the rule of law, we act like civilized human beings as opposed to these fucking Soros-funded Marxist organizations, BLM, Antifa, take your pick. So I'm going to take a wild guess that if there was no 
provocation, whether it's whether it was by the FBI and now being revealed that it was by Azov and private sector members, there would have been no violence. And I also know that the fake news leftist media misquoted Trump. And it was, it was, it was disgusting and it was a scandal that ran around for years, basically. The media misquoted Trump saying there are there good people on both sides when he was, the full quote said that he wasn't talking about anybody violent. He was just talking about the peaceful patriots that didn't want the statue removed. And they took him out of context. And as the fake news leftist media will do, they, they smeared him for it for fucking years. Because that's what they do. They, they, the globalist-owned media, as all of you know, loves to smear Donald Trump on baseless on baseless claims, and it's frankly disgusting. Now, even more damning, even more damning is something I'm going to go into great detail about. And that is the infiltration of possibly the biggest false flag in the, in the history of this country, and that is January 6th. Now, many of you know, and we, we, we actually did an episode on covering the truth of January 6th, so if you haven't seen it, I'd love for you to check it out. There's a lot of great information there. We know that the FBI was involved. We know that John Sullivan and Antifa were involved. We know that there were black bloc members that went into the Capitol before the entire event started. We know that BLM protesters were there. We know from a, le- from a leaked conversation on an app called Discord that there were, there were BLM members posing as Trump supporters and instigating violence. But now it has been revealed that a member of Azov was there as well. I know some of you have seen a photo circulating around, a photo that looks like it's of the same guy in two different places, one of them being somewhere in Ukraine and the next one being at the, at the Capitol on January 6th. Now, I wanted to do some research into this guy. And he, here's the crazy stuff that I found. This is a guy that belongs to the Prave sector, that second group that we were speaking about. His name is Sergei Dibinbin. I don't know if I said that right, but I don't really care. And he was shown on video, Dibinbin was, acting as a provocateur, act, acting as an instigator, in, in, instigating so many of the thousands of peaceful protesters that, that are now locked up and wrongfully maligned. He was yelling faster, faster to, to charge in Russian. Now, he's not just some, some nobody. 
Daibinbin received a medal from Volodymyr Zelensky's predecessor, Peter Poroshenko. Now, Poroshenko was the installed president after after the Obama administration's coup that we, that we've spoke about countless times in this episode. After that color ever revolution, Poroshenko was installed. And Dabinbin received a medal from Poroshenko. So he's not he's not some some nobody. But even more damning than that, Dabinbin is wanted for supporting terrorism in the in the Donbass area, in the Donbass People's Republic. So there you have it. There you have it, guys. Do you think it's just these two guys out of the 17,000? Of course not. The, these Azov members and these Pravi sector members were probably everywhere. In the fa- infamous Summer of Love, you could probably find, find them coordinating with BLM. You could find them coordinating with Antifa on the streets of Seattle. You can you could find them whenever there's a protest. Friends, this is what they do. These Azov and Privy Sector members, they're globalist foot soldiers, whether they're, they're controlled by the deep state FBI, whether they're controlled by hanging on members of now the O'Biden administration whether they're controlled by Ukrainian and European bank, banking oligarchs like Ihor Kolomoisky, who we, we've mentioned before in this episode. The goal that they have is always the same. They're after you. They're after your friends. They're after what you believe in. They're after President Trump. And they're after the American way. So, friends, I implore you, stay strong. Because we, every time you, you, you share this information, every time an acquaintance, a friend, a family member sees this information, they become exposed. And it may not do much, but the more people that are awake and privy to this information the more knowledge that we have on our side. The more knowledge that when when good finally triumphs, our American ideals will be restored. And it may take a while, because right now, I know things are looking kind of tough. But my friends, on behalf of me, my co-host, the man in the yellow hat, and the entire PVG team, we got your back. And I implore all of you, share this information, do your own research, get your own information. The more people that are awake, the the more chinks that we put into their armor. And friends, As I always say, hope is always on the horizon.
But most of all, don't let the globalists win. Thank you, my friends.